another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. You're unvaxxed, then you can't you can't leave Ukraine. What a fucking joke! What a whole fucking joke, man! Asshole. Good morning, jesters. Good morning, Jestettes. Good morning, fellow Jesterians. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I love you. I miss you. Reach out, bud. Have coffee. Oh, what a wonderful day to be alive, man. Happy Valentine's Day. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I don't know why I say Happy Valentine's Day. Because it's a... It's a made-up holiday. For people to spend money. And to show, show fucking love every day, man. You just... Not one fucking day a year. That's that's ridiculous, man. Fuck... But it's... It's... It's for the card company, man. The card company and the chocolates. And they gotta make their money, man. So you better support them goddamn... Rich people, <laughs> go spend your hard-earned money to buy their bullshit. Fuck yeah, man! Woohoo! Uh, why, why am I being so negative? <laughs> because, well, no, honestly, my uh, my positivity needs a boost. I'm. This has been an aggravating weekend. Some shit, some shit, and some other shit, man. I just I I I'm at a I'm at a I'm at a position. Well, you see, I thought my podcast would take off a lot quicker than this. I mean, it's been shit a year and a half. So, and we're still not making decent money off of it. We can't we can't live off the podcast. So I have to go get myself a part time hourly job. I haven't had an hourly job in almost 20 fucking years. <laughs> you know, I was in sales for a while, commission, making good money. And then I decided to branch out, make my, start my own shit. Jester's Promoting Company. And the podcast. Now you got Channel 716. Money hasn't started coming in yet, so I need to go get myself an hourly part-time job. I'm thinking about going to apply at Tim Hortons. I'll be a coffee bitch. Fuck yeah, why not? Ha 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 ha. Oh well, oh well, oh well, oh well, oh well, it happens. Bastards. <laughs> oh goodness. So, let's, uh, oh, let, you know what happened yesterday? The fucking Super Bowl happened yesterday. Man, my, my Cincy, well, I can't say my Cincy boys, because they aren't my Cincy boys, but I was, I was rooting for Cincinnati. Because shit, damn. When was have they ever been to a Super Bowl? I don't know. I'm not a big sports nut, but <clears throat> this is the first time, first year that I can remember that they've ever done good in my lifetime. Done well, I'm sorry, done well. And they were doing pretty goddamn well, but then they got a few bum ass calls at the end, which eh, it is what it is, man. <laughs> L.A. refs didn't want. Well, L.A. refs wanted L.A. to win, so of course they're gonna. Throw some stupid shit. And then I heard it was it's just it's 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 a farce and it's a big farce and it's just I oh I well I don't waste my time because well I 
I don't waste my time worrying about it, thinking about it, because it's all just BS. Because it's, it's a game. It's a fucking game. And I've got real shit in my life to worry about. Like, how am I going to buy myself lunch tomorrow? You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> how am I going to eat tomorrow? I'm going to go get a job. That's how I'm going to fucking eat tomorrow. I don't give a fuck if uh, LA wins or loses or the Cincinnati wins or loses. The more important part, more important thing we need to worry about is our goddamn safety, our freedom. Our freedom is in check. Freedom necessitates constant vigilance. You need to be aware of what the fuck's going on. Otherwise, you're, they're going to strip your freedoms from you, man. You, you just got to be vigilant and aware of what's going on. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Let's, uh, let's get back into our conversation with Dr. Carl Hart. In drug use for grown-ups. Chasing liberty in the land of fear. Chapter 7. Cannabis. Sprouting the seeds of freedom. I do smoke. But I don't go through all this trouble just because I, was, I want to make my drug of choice legal. It's about personal fucking... Well, it's about personal freedom. Bob Marley. It is about personal fucking freedom. Your freedoms are being... <laughs> you have the right... To do whatever you fucking want to your fucking body. <clears throat> and as long as you're not infringing on anybody else's rights, fucking have at it, man. <clears throat> That's what the fucking Constitution is meant. Meant. Do what you do. Just don't infect, don't affect anybody else negatively. Don't step on anybody else's rights, man. Uh, it's me again. It's me again, Ja. Luciano's mesmeric baritone plea filled my headphones. I pray my soul you'll keep. His voice and lyrics were complimented by the unusual quiet. Beautiful New York morning. I had just stepped off the subway onto Columbia's Morningside Heights campus and strolled past Low Memorial Library. With the chapel in my field of vision, I couldn't, I couldn't help thinking back to my youth when my mom made me attend church regularly. I hated it. It, it was an October Sunday in 2016. In an attempt to diminish the anxiety triggered by this memory, I quickly juxtaposed pleasant thoughts of my free and easy weed-smoking evening, immersed in my music. The music came alive. I heard every instrument, including those that were silent in my sober state. Each one requested, but did not each one requested, but did not demand, my undivided attention. Marijuana narrowed my focus to the engaged activity by minimizing cognitive intrusions. It helped me to place my abeyance, my perpetual mental war preparation, in the face of the perils of being black in the United States so that I could be in the moment and enjoy it. I was headed to my office to complete unfinished work and prepare for the demands of the upcoming week. Since I had become department head three months earlier, I was rarely left alone to simply think, much less to work uninterruptedly on projects that mattered to me. So my Sunday alone in my office had become a fiercely guarded refuge. Comforted and strengthened by Luciano's divine voice, I was already savoring my Sunday solitude even before arriving at my office. Upon entering the building, though, I was greeted by an unfamiliar 40-something white guy wearing a gray suit, a crisp white shirt, 
and studious black eyes. I'm sorry, studious black specks. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> His attire was out of place for Sh Shermerhorn, even on a work day, let alone on the weekend. Strange, I thought. But I tried to keep it moving by avoiding his eye contact. I failed. Eye contact was made, which I quickly broke only to get hit with his infectious smile. The broad grin on the stranger's face suggested that he knew and was expecting me. My Sunday sanctuary was now threatened by this well-dressed, warmly smiling gentleman who stood between the path leading to my office and me. To make matters worse, Luciano was no longer singing in my head. His voice had been replaced by my own, which silently repeated one simple word, Fuck! <laughs> the phony smile on my face concealed the contents of the, the contents of the mind of a man who desperately wanted to be left alone. Hi, Dr. Hart, the rich voice, tinged with polite southern accent, belted out enthusiastically. I'm Mike Schneider, as he ex extended his hand for the traditional mainstream physical greeting. My mind raced trying to place him. Who the fuck is this guy, I thought to myself, while continuing to sport a fake-ass smile. The quintessential absent-minded professor I had forgotten we'd arranged to meet this time. I would later remember that we chose this particular Sunday because this fellow was in town to attend an art show over the weekend. A few months earlier, Judge Schneider had sent me an unprompted email explaining that he was in charge of a juvenile drug court in Harris County, Texas, the third most populous county in the United States. Over the course of the six years he had run his drug court, he had grown concerned with that too many young people were being diagnosed with substance use disorders simply because they possessed or had a use... A, uh, because they had possessed or had used an illegal drug. Overwhelmingly, cannabis use was the triggering factor for the court's involvement. Numerous teens were being ordered to complete drug addiction treatment programs for merely having used cannabis, even those whose, dr even those whose drug use did not rise to the level of addiction. Appropriately, Judge Schneider worried that some drug courts were over-treating or mistreating many of the people they were trying to help. If you like the show and want to support us directly, check us out on Venmo at the underscore jester. Peace. He wanted my input on what his drug court team was doing and what they should be learning in order to better serve those coming before him. By the end of my first meeting with this affable judge, the discussion had covered a range of topics, from DJ Screw's untimely death to how our society overcriminalizes cannabis use by black and Latino teens in Harris County. I learned that he'd been on the bench for more than 17 years and that, relative to other judges with... Excuse me, with whom I had interacted, he was uncharacteristically compassionate towards drug users and open minded about drug use. Judge Schneider innocent Judge Schneider's innocent warmth and openness combined with his intellectual curiosity and genuine interest in improving the lives of those he served were so impressive that I agreed to visit this his Houston courtroom and meet with his team. 
But the thing that I remember most about our first meeting was the discussion about marijuana and the changing attitudes about its use and regulation. We speculated about why there hadn't been an appreciable movement towards legalizing recreational cannabis in the southern portion of the United States. At the start of 2016, weed was legal for adult use in four states, Alaska, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington. By the end of that year, four more states had legalized the drug, California, Maine, Massachusetts, and Nevada. None of these states had a black population as high as the national average of 12%. By contrast, the proportion of black citizens living in many southern states is larger than the national average, and cops in these regions routinely cite the smell of cannabis as justification for stopping, searching, or detaining black people. Judge Schneider speculated that the law enforcement community and their supporters would vigorously oppose any legislation seeking to liberalize cannabis laws because they were acutely aware that claiming to detect the weed's odor is one of the easiest ways for officers to establish probable cause. And judges almost never question the testimony of cops. What's worse, there have been countless cases during which officers cited the fictitious dangers posed by cannabis to justify their deadly actions. On July 6, 2016, in St. Anthony, Minnesota, Officer, Officer, <laughs> Officer Jeronimo Yanez shot and killed Philando Castile, a defenseless black motorist, as his girlfriend and young daughter watched helplessly. Castile informed the officer that he had a firearm on him for which he had a permit, but within a matter of seconds, Yanez had fired seven slugs into Castile for no apparent reason. The smell of weed, Yanez claimed, constituted an apparent imminent danger. He was acquitted of manslaughter. What a fucking joke. That motherfucker needs to be in jail for the rest of his goddamn life. In typical fashion, both gun rights and marijuana advocates were practically silent about this injustice. Their deafening silence has become shameful. Too common when the victim is a black male. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You can't have... Oh, it, it, it's disgusting. Of course, this wasn't the first time, nor will it be the last time, that a police officer has cited the cannabis makes black people homicidal defense to justify using deadly force. Michael Brown of Ferguson, Missouri in 2014 and Keith Lamont, well, Michael Brown was, that's, that's a different, he was, he was a fucking thug. He was a bully. Fuck that dude. He deserved what he got. Um, Michael Brown of Ferguson, Missouri in 2014 and Keith Lamont Scott of Charlotte, North Carolina in 2016 were both killed by police who used some version of this bogus defense. Neither officer was charged. Marley Grant, well, you see, the thing is, with uh, Ferguson, in Ferguson, that, that shit, it was fucked up to begin with, but this kid was a fucking criminal, and he, he, he was a fucking thug bully, and he, well, you, your actions will determine your life, pretty much, is what that means. <laughs> but none of these travesties of justice hit home more acutely than the killing of a 17-year-old Trayvon Martin. That was disgusting. On the evening of February 26, 2012, he was walking out of a local 7-Eleven with the items he'd just purchased. A can of Arizona watermelon fruit juice cocktail and a bag of Skittles and headed to his father's home. But before the unarmed teen could safely arrive, he was scoped like game. 
stalked as if in the wild, and fatally shot by the neighborhood vigilante, George Zimmerman. I still remember my initial feelings of shock as if it were yesterday. I was incredulous when I learned the death of this monstrous and brutal detail. I was incredulous when I learned the details of this monstrous and brutal act. The 28-year-old Zimmerman, who identifies as white, phoned the local police non-emergency number after merely spotting Trayvon en route to his father's place and claimed that the teen looked like he's on drugs. For no apparent reason, Zimmerman then chased the youngster, ignoring the dispatcher's directive to the contrary. We don't need you to do that, the dispatcher admonished Zimmerman. Minutes later, he had drawn a 9mm semi-automatic pistol and killed a child in cold blood. Yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck that dude hard, man. Fuck that dude hard. And that's where we're going to leave it off. Oh, man, I fucking hate stupidity, man. I fucking hate stupidity. And stupidity is is growing like a fucking virus in this goddamn world. Like, I saw a picture... There was a picture on uh, Twitter the other day. That it was daytime, and you could see the moon. And they're like, why can't you only see half the moon? I mean, if the sun's in the sky, it... You shouldn't be able to. See, you should be able to see the whole moon. And I'm like, really, people? Really, dudes? Like, are, are you really that dumb? Like, you don't. You don't. You don't think that the Earth and the is between the sun and the moon, and that's why you, that, that doesn't pop into your fucking head. Come on, man. Why isn't the fuck up? This is ridiculous, man. <laughs> oh, it is chilly. It is a balmy six degrees out here today, and it is cold. Woohoo! Let's uh, let's dive into the UFC, shall we? Let's see what these mother truckers are trying to sell us today. Hey, go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash SWTJ. Sessions with the gesture, SWTJ. And leave a message. That's anchor.fm forward slash SWTJ. Leave a message. Tell me what you think about uh, my views. That would be some good shit. Word. <laughs> okay, the U.S. is warning that a Russian invasion of Ukraine could happen at any moment. Oh, Jesus. Germany's Chancellor. Uh, let, let, you know what? Let's let that play Why? because... Uh, Schultz is in Kiev today. It's the first stop in a trip that will also take him to Moscow. It's the latest attempt by Western leaders to come up with some diplomatic solution that would prevent a widespread war in Eastern Europe. NPR's Joanna... You see... <sighs> Number one, I want to know how the fuck they can predict that he's going to do it this way. Actually, they said Wednesday. They said Wednesday of this week. So watch out for a false flag. What the fuck is Putin and his goddamn uh, corrupt military brass going to do to involve us in a fucking war with the other nuclear power of the goddamn world? See, this motherfucker is goddamn ridiculous, and he's going to send your kids off the war just so he can, quote-unquote, look good. He's going to kill your fucking kids so he can have a legacy. Well, fuck that dude, man. We don't need people like that as, quote-unquote, leaders. He's a fucking illegitimate leader to begin with. <clears throat> and see, that was another thing we learned this week, this weekend. That fucking Hillary Clinton hired tech people to spy on the Trump uh, uh, administration, period. And and that's, they're trying to 
and 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 his uh, campaign, his campaign and the and with the administration. But that that's fucking that's bigger than Watergate, dude. That bitch just needs to be fucking sent to fucking jail for prison, man. This whole fuck. See, they fucking tried. They tr- attempted. They cheat in twenty twelve in the uh, twenty sixteen election. They tried to cheat, but they didn't expect all the votes to come in for Donald Trump that did. So Hillary fucking Clinton never had a fucking chance. But now this time they <laughs> and. So they they fucked with that election. Now, what do you think? Do you think they... Do you really fucking think that illegitimate Joe got elected fairly in this goddamn election? No. He was fucking installed like a goddamn toilet. He's a a dementia-ridden piece of shit. And he doesn't deserve to be in this this goddamn position. And that's why he's sending your kids off to Russia. Oh, hmm. Let's let's continue listening, shall we? Kisses joins us now from Kiev. Joanna... What do Ukrainians want to hear from the German Chancellor today? So uh, nothing, nothing, because Western both Ukraine and Russia both say that they're not worried about a goddamn invasion. Something other than panic. I mean, this weekend, more than a dozen countries, including Germany and the U.S., told their citizens to get out of Ukraine immediately. Uh, many embassies, including the American embassy, say they're planning to move at least some of their operations to Lviv in western Ukraine from Kiev, from the capital. Uh, Ukraine's neighbor, Poland, has opened its border to Americans heading west. But only if so you're vaccinated. I, mean, <laughs> I guess it makes sense because it's driving distance to a NATO-allied country. If you're right? unvaxxed, then you can't, you can't leave Ukraine. Yeah, that's right. Um, Lviv is on the far west of what Ukraine. What a fucking and, and joke. What a whole fucking joke, away. man. Uh, so it's very easy to get to NATO. Uh, and European Union territory. Um, I just spent a couple of days reporting in Lviv. It's this beautiful, lively city with cobblestone streets and cafes everywhere, and kids were playing in the squares. And, and the Ukrainians I spoke to there are really disappointed that so many Western countries are telling their citizens to flee. You fucking think? Uh, a historian. You fucking think? Because it's all a big fucking game they're playing. She says that this Putin's not going to fucking invade. Ukrainians feel very alone. Unless, of course, we do something to them to force their hand. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about. Ukraine should rely on the help of international community. Each family that I know, uh, they have their emergency backpacks. They feel they might need to run any moment. And you know, most Ukrainians, you know, they don't want to run. Remember, they've lived with Russia as an aggressive neighbor for many years. The Ukrainians I spoke to, they joke that this, the only this is the problem. This is the right fucking problem. Oligarchs who flew out on their private planes. <laughs> The Ukrainian people aren't worried about a Russian invasion. The U.S. is the only motherfucking... No, no, no. Joe Biden is the only motherfucker that's saying that Russia's gonna fucking invade this week on Wednesday. So keep your eye open for a false flag. We're gonna see what the fuck kicks this off. And then fucking... It's, it's fucking horrible. Fucking illegitimate Joe Biden needs to be fucking... Mm. Uh, this whole fucking thing was fucked up and now they're ramping up the goddamn timeline. They need to get some shit done because his fucking... Oh, this... Uh. Let me see if I can work this out a little bit. What's going through my fucking head. Illegitimate Joe knows that the noose is closing around his fucking neck. Because he knows that Trump has information 
that is going to fuck his life, fuck his world up, fuck the entire DNC up. It starts with Hillary Clinton spying on his campaign, which is fucking treason. It's fucking treason. The fuck. But who cares? But who cares? Because it's Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton's untouchable. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. How many people has she killed? Fuck that cunt. Jesus. So, German Chancellor Schultz is going to meet with the Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky. Is that going to be tense, Joanna? Because many Ukrainians have not really been that pleased with how Germany has handled this crisis. Yeah, that's what right, fucking Rachel, crisis? The there is no fucking crisis, you stupid bitch. There is zero fucking crisis. It was, it's a created crisis by illegitimate Joe fucking Biden. Expected to speak with Zelensky about how to stabilize the Ukrainian economy, and uh, you know, international fears have really taken a toll on on Ukraine's currency. Because Putin is just fucking with people, are man. flights to Ukraine in part because the insurance rates are fluctuating so wildly. <sighs> uh, German media have also reported that Schultz also plans to hit this economic theme with Russia tomorrow in an attempt to get them to back off Ukraine. The chancellor could say, like, look, invading Ukraine is going to crush the Russian economy. Uh, and this is pretty tricky territory for Olaf Scholz because Germany has a business relationship with Russia. The big item is the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. So Scholz has been cautious about what he says, but he has promised tough sanctions if Russia invades Ukraine. And Nord Stream 2 is definitely on the table as a sanction. And I guess just quickly, Ukrainians, they don't want to run, as you say, they're determined to stay, so I, I guess they do have to pin their hopes on diplomatic efforts. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, they're going on with their lives. The number one news item this weekend is uh, the winner of Ukraine's entry into the Eurovision Song Contest. It's all about <laughs> national identity, and it's all about looking ahead and moving forward. It's a fitting song for the moment. NPR's Joanna Kakissis from Kiev. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I might as well fucking tell you about him now. Duh. <laughs> it's, uh... It's Pop V Life Dispensary. They have uh, flour. They have vapes. They have fucking moon rocks. They have edibles. What's, what's better than chocolate? Chocolate that gets you high. <laughs> did, I, did I say they have moon rocks? They have fucking moon rocks. I've never had a fucking moon rock. I'm going to get one. Ah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Go to Pot V as in Victor Life dot U.S. Go check them out. You're going to fucking love it. I promise you. Pot V Life Dispensaries at potvlife.us. Fuck yeah. Tell them the gesture sent you. Okay, the case of a young Russian figure skater who tested positive for a banned drug has been the talk of the Winter Olympics. And that talk is bound to continue, even though a sports panel ruled today that 15-year-old Camilla Valieva can keep skating in Beijing. The court of arbitration for sport decision means Valieva can compete in the week's highly anticipated women's individual event. Hold on, hold on. Oh, so this bitch gets gets caught with a drug that she's not supposed to have. Now, is there a reason behind her using this drug? Is it a... Is it a... Is it a... a Performance-enhancing drug? Or is it just some arbitrary bullshit drug? Number one, but rules are rules. If she get caught... If she got... If she gets caught with this fucking drug in her system, why the fuck is she competing? She fucking know. Everybody knows the fucking rules, man. Everybody has to follow the fucking rules. It's called an even playing field, man. Come on. 
She's the gold medal favorite. NPR sports correspondent Tom Goldman is with us from Beijing. Hey, Tom. Hi there. So lots of people were paying close attention to the decision that was going to come down about this Russian skater. Was this a surprise? Not really. Um, you know, Rachel, it was going to be controversial either way. If they said that she can't skate, it would have been a huge blow to the games, losing one of its biggest stars. And, you know, it would have overwhelmed this last week. If the decision was what it was, that she can skate, well, there would be anger about allowing this person to compete after she tested positive for a banned drug. And we are seeing that anger already. So basically, lose-lose. Mm. Right. But, but explain this. I mean, what did the court give for allowing someone who tested positive for a banned drug to compete in the games. Yeah. Well, number one, she's under 16, and according to the World Anti-Doping Code, she is what's called a protected person, meaning someone who gets lower sanctions for violations and, you know, someone more likely to have her career severely affected by a suspension. This is the court's Director General, Matthew Reeb. In particular, the panel considered that preventing the athlete to compete at the Olympic Games would cause her irreparable harm in these circumstances. Nareeb also noted... Irreparable? She cheated. Well, she's a child. She was probably told to cheat. So it was probably... It was probably whoever her fucking coach is. Man, it, this... <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean... Number one, it's a game. And the fucking Winter Games aren't even that big anymore, especially this year, because they're taking place in China, so nobody fucking cares. This is all just... That, uh, this is a what fluff he called piece. the untimely notification of the results. And, and Rachel, that's at the heart of this mess. Valieva gave a drug test sample Christmas Day last year, and the result wasn't revealed for another 40-some days during these games and after she already competed and helped Russia win the team competition. This should have been dealt with much quicker, especially, you know, since Valieva was projected to be one of the stars of the Olympics. And we still don't know why it took the drug testing authorities so long. So we just heard the court's director, uh, Matthew Reeves, say this is about, you know, protecting this young person, Valieva, from irreparable harm, quote unquote. But what about those competing against her? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, if you're in the women's individual, it's not tough. Rules are rules, man. Rules are fucking rules. Follow the goddamn rules. You get caught with some illegal shit, you're done. That's just how it fucking is, man. This case, all of that happens at a later time. But yeah, suddenly this entire competition has a huge question mark hanging over it, and it brings to light once again Russia's ongoing issues. Is it fair for this child? Because she was, she did something that she was told, and now, now it's not fair. But life isn't fucking fair. Life isn't fucking fair, man. Athletes. Many, you know, continue to call it a farce. Right, it like is a my farce. young children don't understand <laughs> what it would be like for Russia to actually have a proper team. <laughs> because it's not really an Olympics unless there's a Russian doping scandal and they have to compete as individuals. Exactly right. You know, critics say it's because Russia never has been truly punished for its doping offenses. In reality, Russia is a hugely rich and powerful Olympic stakeholder. And for the IOC, critics say... It's better to slap Russia's wrist than hand down meaningful punishment that would force the country to confront its doping issues and perhaps truly reform. Hmm. NPR yeah. sports correspondent Tom peculiar. Goldman That's reporting peculiar. from the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome. Hey there, fellow Jesterians. Let me tell you about a sponsor of ours that is now part of the Jester family. Shine On Botanicals is one of the purest CBD distillate on the market. 
We have tinctures, roll-ons, vapes, gummies. We also have pet tinctures. Email thepromotinggesture at gmail.com. Put shine on the subject line and list what you would like to purchase. By the end of the week, you will receive an invoice. Easy peasy. Now let's get back to the UFC. One of the main economic arteries between the U.S. and Canada is now back open. Canadian police yesterday cleared protesters who had been blocking the Ambassador Bridge for nearly a week. The bridge connects Detroit and Windsor, Ontario. The protesters used trucks, RVs, and pickups to block the bridge. They're demanding an end to all COVID-19 mandates. So yeah. this crossing is now open, but there are still even bigger protests happening in Ottawa. Good! Emma Jacobs yeah, absolutely. joins us from Montreal. Because this shit needs to fucking end, and, and these people who are fucking, quote-unquote, in charge so don't fucking care. You see, that's the thing. The powers that be shut down the fucking world for a year. And then some started opening up. And then the second fucking year, you fucking, they they told you to cut shut down your business. But now that people are saying, fuck you, <laughs> I'm done with these goddamn unconstitutional mandates, these, these mandates against my personal human fucking rights, then they're bad people. Because, God damn it, you do what I say, not as I fucking do. God damn it, we're going to tell you what the fuck to do. Because the government is supposed to be for the people of the people, not ru- ruling the not ruling the fucking people. That's what they are anymore. They're fucking rulers. They're kings and queens, and they think they have absolute power. They fucking don't. All it takes is for us to stand the fuck up and say no. And that's what we should have fucking done two fucking years ago. When this all fucking started. Well, no, I can't say that because everybody was scared. Nobody knew. Well, I can't say nobody knew. Some people knew. Like Fauci and his fucking gang. They knew because they were behind the fucking virus getting out. This, this whole... We are being played. The, the common people of the earth are being played by the fucking elite. The, the, the wealthy who don't fucking care about the little people like us. And when we are able to wake up and see that, we will we will understand that we have been played for so fucking long. But people just don't care any. They're like, well, I'm alive. I'm going to keep on plugging along even though I'm not paying attention. I, I could change it, but why? Uh, why get involved? I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm alive. Uh, go fuck yourself. Stand the fuck up and say this shit is fucking wrong, man down. For some context, the Ambassador Bridge carries a quarter of trade between the U.S. and Canada. It's a route a lot of food takes from the U.S. into Ontario. Auto parts get carted back and forth between assembly plants in Ontario and Michigan. This blockade had become so disruptive to the automakers that the number of plants canceled shifts and sent workers home. Saturday that morning, sucks, but you need to feel some pain to fucking get some change. You need to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to fucking take this bullshit anymore. But a couple hundred demonstrators, mostly on foot, including children, remained all day. <sighs> Finally, by Sunday morning, their numbers had fallen to just a few dozen people. That was when large numbers of police moved again to definitively clear the roadway. See, again, the, city of Windsor police the cops, the cops should fucking know better. Well, the other thing, the cops probably aren't even mandated. Well, I don't know. I know in, in Ottawa, the cops aren't mandated to take the vaccines, but everybody else is. 
See, Justin Trudeau has has a stake in the fucking uh, vaccine. He's making money off the vaccines. That's why he's mandating the vaccines. Illegitimate Joe Biden is the same goddamn way. <laughs> because he's spending your tax money to pay for these motherfucking poison shots. These clot shots. I mean, can, can nobody else fucking see this? Well, I'm sure everybody else can see that, but... We need to band together and fucking be a cohesive group and say, fuck you, man. We're done with this goddamn bullshit. I'm tired of their fucking lies. We are tired of their fucking lies. Made more than two dozen arrests and towed around 10 vehicles. The bridge reopened yesterday evening. Wow, uh, that is uh, quite a scene in Windsor. You, I understand, are going to head to Ottawa today. Can you tell us more about what's happening there? Because the protests continue, huh? In Ottawa, this is the beginning of a third week of noisy protests. A couple hundred big rigs and other vehicles have been parked downtown surrounding Parliament. On the weekends, they've been joined by thousands of people, and the nights have been much louder. On Friday night, the demonstrators put up a stage for a concert. Residents have complained about the noise and aggressive behavior of some demonstrators and have expressed frustration and anger that police have not enforced the law. There's these signs, I understand some people are carrying, saying, make Ottawa boring again. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess a lot of people are sort of sick and tired of the inconvenience. I mean, when this bridge is... Fuck you, you dumb country girl, because (laughs) I'm more sick of these fucking mandates and fucking rulers who can rule over you and tell you what the fuck to do, put in your motherfucking body. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, you goddamn lying cunt. There, ugh. People are getting tired of the inconvenient. You know what's fucking inconvenient? Explaining to these stupid motherfuckers why I'm not wearing a fucking mask. Because it makes no goddamn sense to wear a fucking cloth mask unless you're a fucking idiot. Oh, I fucking hate stupid fucking people and liars. I fucking hate liars. And that's what NPR is. They're a bunch of fucking liars. Have all been dispersed, as we see on the Ambassador Bridge. Is that going to embolden more of the protesters especially in ottawa or is it gonna you know diffuse the situation what do you think uh i don't think that the protesters in ottawa are are immediately ready to go home on sunday a group of residents took it into their own hands to block vehicles and things actually became so tense that police escorted them away but at the same time, the mayor agreed to meet with the demonstrators if they move vehicles away from residents and closer to parliament, and the leaders couldn't really even agree on that. Well, we well because they can't. The whole fucking downtown is blocked. With you. It's off by Jacobs the fucking goddamn right. I'm, I'm, I 100% support the goddamn truckers. Oh, those motherfuckers. <laughs> that was the UFC for Monday, February 14th, 20. Deuce, deuce. <laughs> I'm just a pothead, dude. <sighs> These mother trucking mother truckers, man. <sighs> Russia and Ukraine. First story again. Let me. Let me. Today, one, two. 
three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Oh shit, 18 days. He's been talked, they've been talked, well, 18 weekdays. So that's that. That's like fucking three weeks. That's three fucking weeks they've been talking about Russia and Ukraine. And nothing, no, nothing would have happened had they not been fucking <clears throat> talking about it. Putin would have had some fucking, he, like I said, he's just fucking with people. You know? And I'm sure Biden understands that. But he's just all high and mighty saying, I'm better than you. You need to stop doing whatever you're doing in your country because I say so. Well, fuck you, illegitimate Joe. Who the fuck are you? You're a goddamn dementia-ridden old man who shits himself, man. I don't... You're fucking ridiculous. You're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. And you deserve to be fucking... Mm. Oh, goodness. Anyway... The second story <laughs> was about the Russia figure skater who got popped with some illegal drug in her system. But they're going to let her skate because it would be unfair to her. Wait, excuse me? She cheated. Maybe not. It wasn't her she it was it wasn't her choice to cheat. She was told to cheat. But don't let her fucking compete. It's just, that's, rules are rules, man. I don't give a fuck if they're from Russia or fucking the U.S. You fucking, that one bitch a couple years ago got busted for fucking smoking weed. And boy, wooey! I don't remember if they, what they did exactly to her, but see, again, because we're going to forget about this tomorrow, so it really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's just, it's a goddamn joke. The whole, this whole system is a fucking joke. The whole world system is a is a fucking joke. I am all for anarchy, man. Protect what's yours at all costs. A hundred percent. A hundred fucking percent. And the final story was about the ambassador bridge and the protest. Jackboot cops are arresting people, removing people. From their pro, pro protest because uh, they're following orders. Like they don't give a fuck about you. They're getting their goddamn paycheck and they're they're secure. As long as they keep following orders, they're good until until the goddamn revolution starts and then you're fucked. What happened to all the Nazis that were just following orders? Hmm. They had to run. They had to run. Run to Argentina. Oh, I don't know if it was Argentina, South America, somewhere. <laughs> oh, goodness. Just make your decisions well, man. Think about the goddamn consequences of the of your actions, man. If you think if you think that it's okay to follow orders against your fellow fellow uh, Americans, your fellow fucking human beings who just want the fucking their human rights back. They want the choice not to inject this fucking clot shot into their fucking bodies. Man, go fuck yourself, man. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do what I want. 
As long as I'm not hurting anybody else, I'm fine. That's just how life fucking works. Unless you're subservient to the government. Subservient to everybody who tells you what the fuck to do. No. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Ha <laughs> ha! Fuck yeah, fuck yeah! So now let's, uh, let's check in with Mr. Ben. Let's see what space weather's gonna be for Monday. February 14th. Deuce. Deuce. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. Welcome back. Global activity surging on our star. Solar wind enhancements on the way. We've got an observer-style science slap and a bravissimo for a climate-forcing study. But we're starting with our star at spaceweathernews.com and find the last 48 hours on the sun, entering a much more eruptive sequence. Despite CMEs leaving four areas on the sun, none of them are headed at Earth. But the solar wind from the coronal hole will arrive within 24 hours and could spark more minor geomagnetic activity. But things are relatively calm in geospace for the moment. We've got to keep our eyes on the eruptive plasma filaments on the sun, as there are several facing Earth today, and as you can see, its friends across the star have been in exodus mode. Let's come to one of the worst articles I've ever seen in EOS, and the request to discuss it comes from one of our friends at the National Weather Service. Oof, he was right. The article title is just the appetizer of this, please ignore how bad we are at this meal. The reason we focus so much on uncertainty, bias, and oversensitivity is because they are so large, you really can't take their conclusions for much of anything. Whether it's the baffling southern ice gains, the recoveries of the northern ice immediately following large melts, or the fact that, depending on where you look at the coastline, there is sea level rise or a drop in sea level. They're constantly surprised and changing their numbers around, and folks, while I don't intimately know the entire U.S. coastline, I do know several places have seen no change, and 100% of the places, like in Virginia, where docks are going under, is due to isostatic post-glacial rebound land sink. They want you to ignore uncertainty because it shows how bad they are at this. But round the other side, we've got an excellent piece here on the major solar storm of 2004. This was one of the clear examples of polar excitement near the aurora, propagating to the tropics and equatorward traveling waves. This one saw the chemical modulation from the poles down to the equator, and they could trace that activity, giving us another happy opportunity to bring in the new animation of those global waves beaming solar-forcing energy across the entire atmosphere. Folks, the solar forcing of the terrestrial climate, short-term storms, earthquakes, human health, technological failures, and an introduction to catastrophe can all be found in Weatherman's Guide to the Sun. New batch coming, just allow about a week to ship. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now, it's 5.30 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Good shit, Mr. Ben. Excellent show. Remember to subscribe to Suspicious Observers on YouTube. Give full impact those videos and stay up to date as to what's popping off cosmologically. You have a Roku? If you do, you should add channel 716. That's C-H-A-N-N-E-L space 716. It's full of classic films and local news now with loads and loads of original content on the way. Downloading channel 716 to your Roku is going to be one of the best decisions you've made today. Let's get back to the show.
quote of the day. Oh, yeah. Dreams don't work unless you do. Put into action what you want to accomplish. Be the change you want to see in the world, man. Fuck yeah. I want to mention that... Remember, we're going to get to 1,000 subscribers by June. So smash that subscribe button and share, man. Yay! So let's, let's ramp up. Let's get the words out there. And let's spread the gesture revolution, baby. If you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Yeah! <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so be a better version of yourself. Smoke the weed every day. And just make shit happen, man.